0: guys welcome in thanks for listening you have sadie and elena today because Jessie sadly has decided that she no longer wants to be a part of the podcast and i don't think it's that she doesn't want to be a part of it i think she just has a little too much going on in her life yeah um, yeah to have time for the podcast
1: yeah we kind of talked about it a little and she called me and she was just like i'm really sorry to To say this and to have to do this, but she just was like, I have so much going on with the restaurant. And you guys have heard on previous episodes, you know, us talking about that. And she said she has a lot going on with the restaurant and also just life. Like, life has just been really crazy for her right now. And I think she just doesn't have time to commit to doing the podcast weekly. And we kind of talked about that a little bit. And we don't want to speak for her. So we've talked to her about what we should say. And yeah, she kinda just wants everyone to know that it isn't because she doesn't want to do this, it's just because her life is a little crazy right now. And you know, I think that not doing the podcast will make her feel a little less stressed and that's what we want for her.
0: <laughs> we love you, Jesse.
1: Yeah, we love you so much, Jessie. And everyone who's listening who was Jesse Stands, please keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> We appreciate you. (laughs) Love us, too. Yeah. (laughs) Right? But, yeah, anyway, we just kind of wanted to address that just right up front because the last episode we didn't have her here. And, yeah, we just want to address it and get it out of the way. And from now on, it's going to be me and Elena. (laughs) So it's kind of exciting. And we're excited for this new journey we're embarking on together and, yeah, trying to figure out how to podcast as a dynamic of two is a little bit different. <laughs> it's it a little is. bit different, but also it's really beautiful and I'm excited to we're see like, what happens.
0: We're like a little closed up flower just waiting to bloom. <laughs>
1: right. I'm so excited. And I feel like me and you are so aligned. Yeah. in what we want for the podcast and we're so aligned in yeah, how we feel about things that
0: We're both too freaking deep.
1: Yeah, we are too deep. All all of our friends tell us we're too deep. Oh
0: my god. (laughs) So
1: that's good. That's why we started a podcast. (laughs) So
0: we could get this shit out. Yeah, so we could get deep. (laughs) So thanks for listening to our deep thoughts and conversations. Um, Today we wanted to kind of just talk about how we both got into this world of awakening, I guess is where it starts, and then learning that an awakening is like a little road map to healing, and kind of explain, like, what that is. Right. I don't think that the word healing is fully understood. I don't even know if it's fully understood by me. Yeah. Do you feel like it's fully understood by you? Like, what is healing to Sadie? I think that... Damn,
1: Elena hitting me with the questions. I'm deep. (laughs) Also, sorry if I sound sick and I might cough in the mic. I've had a rough last week, but... I think that, I don't know, it's hard to define healing. I honestly think that it's just like healing. <laughs> See? It's just like being present. It's just like having the intention to heal is the healing. Ooh, That's what I feel.
0: I love that. Whenever you know? I get reminded of things like that, yeah. like it always brings me back to center. Because I always get lost in the thought of like, what am I doing to heal? What am I doing to heal? Heal, right. heal, 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 heal. Be aware. Do this, do that. Or I'm and it's not like, healed enough or ever yeah. ever. yeah. But it's like we never will be. Right. Because it's constantly, we're yeah. constantly growing and evolving, which means the healing has to constantly grow and evolve, keep up with all our shit. Yeah. But. So true. Having the intention to heal, basically like healing to me is having the intention to look at yourself and look at your faults and look at the role you're playing in your own yeah. suffering. Yeah. There you go. To, like, help you live a more fulfilling life. Yeah. And it's not that you suffer less. It's just that you kind of honor that suffering is a part of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, like, holding it while you hold the happiness as well. Right. And just looking at yourself and thinking, God, what part am I playing in this? Yeah. I think that's beautiful. Like they say, shout out to Corey Allen. Mm -hmm. It's not... It's not the things that happen to you in your life that make you suffer. It's your thoughts surrounding the things that happen to you. Oh, like isn't I, that true? His book that I that you actually were reading mm-hmm. and then I bought on Amazon. So the Now is the Way. Now is the Way. Mm-hmm. Guys, if you haven't read Now is the Way by Corey oh. Allen, buy it. Because it's just one of those books that it's all about being in the present moment.
1: And you can just flip to a random page and just read it and you'll get something out of it. It's mm-hmm. not like something... I mean, of course, read it from cover to cover, but it is one of those books you can open like that.
0: Yep, or you can leave it. You can read two pages, like, in the morning when you're drinking your coffee and then not return to it for a month or so and then pick it back up and pick right back up where you left off. Yep. It's not one of those that you have to, like, stay on constantly. Yeah,
1: and I feel like that book, like, I haven't read all of it yet, but when I do read it, I do that. I'll read, like, five pages and then you have to sit...
0: Yes. in it
1: and think about it and try to like make the little shifts that he talks about and just like bring awareness to all of these things because it's a lot of. it's really deep yeah and yeah. sometimes you need that time to integrate you know what i mean that's yep. one of those books that you need to integrate because it is a lot of information
0: it allows but you to have it stack yeah like, have you heard of habit stacking uh-uh. it's the it's like the best way ever to change your life and make and see Just see changes that you want because so often we get so lost in what our goal is. Like, okay, I've set a goal. Let's say I set a goal to lose 15 pounds. I'm not going to be happy until I lose my 15 pounds. Mm -hmm. But it's like that might be six months away. Yeah. Why are you so focused on how you're going to feel in six months when you need to be focused on how you're feeling today? Yeah. What changes are you making today to hit that goal six months down the road, you mm-hmm. know? We get so focused on A to Z, it's like we're forgetting about all the other letters. Yeah. B, C, D, yeah. E, F, they all matter. Yeah. You can't get to Z without all of them. Yep. So, like, you know so what I true. mean? Yeah,
1: it's kind of like what you were just talking about before you yeah. know with healing like yep. you have to also it's a journey like but we are never is a journey yes we are never fully healed you know it does like you were saying a to z like there's all the parts in between and like that's what healing is is going through all of those parts of ourselves and also looking at your shadow self and looking at the stuff you don't want to look at and you know being willing to look at it because that's the biggest part is being willing Ew, God. you know we're so scared <laughs> We're so scared to look at the dark, shitty parts of ourself, but we all have them, and they're real, and also, they're human, <laughs> so it's okay to look at them, and we are supposed to experience them, so just acknowledging that, and just, I don't know, I think that's healing, but I guess we can talk a little bit about, like, yeah, how we found, like, our healing journey. We talked about this on a previous episode that we never released, because <laughs> it was kind of a shit show, <laughs> <laughs> but we were just talking and we're like, dang, we actually haven't even touched on where we, you know, started in our healing journey and like how we found this work and also just who we are. Like we kind of want to just talk about who we are on this episode. We haven't really, we've talked about, you know, the little parts of our lives and the things that are going on in our lives, but we haven't really touched on like who we are as people and you know, our family dynamics and all those things. So we kind of want to talk about all that today.
0: I want to hear about yours.
1: Okay. Where do you want me to start?
0: <laughs> so I know because you and I are cousins. Yep. Um, but you're the oldest of five, right?
1: Yep. So I am the oldest of five. I have a half brother. Um, he is five years older than me. Um, so growing up, I was basically the oldest of five like in our household but he would move in with us like every couple years and then he'd move back to his mom's and then just kind of like go back and forth and so basically I was the oldest of five and I took on you know any of you out there who are listening that are that are the oldest probably know what that role is like and you kind of know what that role is like because you're kind of the oldest in a way. I'm the oldest and the youngest. Yeah. Second
0: youngest. Yeah, it's weird.
1: Yeah. So, no, I definitely took on that oldest child complex of, like, you know, trying to help everyone and being the example. Like, I was always taught to be the example for everybody, and I definitely took that on unintentionally. (laughs) I think it's good to be the example, but also I think it made me shut myself out a lot, and focus on other people before myself, and so that's been a whole journey, um, you know, trying to figure out who I am, that's kind of, like, where my healing journey starts. Um, I'm trying to think, like, what, what else I should touch on. I guess I can just, like, kind of talk about my childhood a little bit. My childhood was really good, like, we grew up in Utah County, so I've always lived in Utah, and My childhood was really good like my parents were married for like 19 years and then when I turned 16 we my parents got a divorce and well they separated I guess and then yeah some shit went down and they ended up getting a divorce but once they separated I became mom and I became like you know, the person who was taking all the kids to their dance practice and their cheer practice and, you know, all their games and taking the boys wherever they needed to go. And I kind of became that person because both of my parents were, like, out dating and, you know, having their whole lives, you know, by themselves and trying to date and figure out who they are without a partner. You know, I'm sure that was so hard for them, but I kind of just took on that role as mom and, I did that for a couple years, and then once I turned 18 and I had graduated high school, I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Like, I need to go live my life, and I decided to go to college, um, and I went to college. I went to SUU. Shout out the T-Birds. <laughs>
0: you feel like a T-Bird?
1: No, but, you know, we can pretend. <laughs> but I went to SUU. It's in southern Utah, Cedar City, and... It was really so much fun. Like, I didn't take school seriously at all. I literally went out there to just go party and be free. Like, that was my intention, and that's what I did.
0: <laughs> did you walk away with, like, an associate's or, like... Hell no. Any... any? Did you pass any classes? I,
1: I finished one semester oh, wow. of my generals. Oh. And then the second semester... So, I was, I was there for a whole year. And the second semester... I ended up getting pregnant and I. Damn,
0: I didn't realize that it was your second semester, uh-huh. like right in.
1: It was like right as I finished the first one, about to start the second one. And I was like into it, but like I also was just partying so much. Like yeah. I was just like partying and having yeah. fun and living up my college years and just having a good time. And I really did. And I'm really grateful for that time. But then. You know, the universe had to slap me across the face and be like, no, bitch. Yeah, step up, <laughs> Now bitch. you're pregnant, you know? So that happened, and, um, yeah, I'm not going to go too much in, into, you know, that. Deserves that. Its,
0: <laughs> that deserves its own episode,
1: that yeah, whole. Right. So I'll kind of just, you know, talk about the key points, but ended up moving home so I was 19 when I got pregnant and I ended up moving home I wasn't with the guy um we were friends but you know I didn't want a relationship with him or anything and I just didn't know what the hell I was gonna do so I decided I was gonna move home and moved home and spent my nine nine months of pregnancy with my family and my sisters took care of me and uh I ended up having a little baby girl her name's Avonlea and I placed her for adoption, so I placed her for adoption, and that deserves its whole episode. We need to do that and talk all about adoption yeah. because adoption is just you know everybody has their own relationship to adoption, like
0: yeah,
1: you know there's so many different dynamics with yeah. adoption, open adoption, closed adoption, you know, being a birth mom, being an adoptive mom like there's so many different aspects of adoption so we're going to talk about that on an episode but but we so I ended up placing her for adoption it was a really open adoption um and yeah so then after that basically I just lived my life and you know got a job and oh yeah I got a job at the lab where I work now so I've literally been at that job since I got back from college, but wow. then I met Keaton and my ex and we got married like pretty quickly and we're married for a couple years. And then this is when I found my healing journey. Mm. <laughs> so I started listening to a lot of podcasts at the job that I worked at, at the lab that I work at now. And I found this conspiracy podcast, and it was something that I had never, like... You just found Tapped it? into. Yeah, a coworker that I had at the time recommended the podcast and was like, it's just really interesting, you should listen. I was like, okay, like, I had no idea what I was getting into. Like, you know, I've never really been into conspiracy stuff. I'd never really heard about any of the theories out there, whatever. And so I kind of was just, like, dropped into this world of conspiracy, and it was like bam (laughs) yeah it was a lot a lot coming at me but it was also opened my mind to a different reality that Mm -hmm. people are living in you know like I I don't know it started to open my eyes to like holy shit there's so much I don't know about the world and I started to get curious and just want to know more about what's going on in the world and also if these conspiracies are true like you know it started to open my mind in that way and I was like oh damn this is a lot. So anyway, I took all of that in, but there, in the podcast I was listening to, it's called Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole for any of you who are interested. But um, in that podcast, there is a comedian. His name's Mike, and then there's a like hardcore conspiracy theorist. His name was Dave, and he was the one who would just go off about the conspiracies and was so sucked into that world. And then there was Tim. And Mike and Tim were best friends, so they grew up together. And Tim kind of brought, like, the grounding, I feel like. He was, like, the spiritual one of the group, you know. And he he embarked on this journey of spirituality and, like, talks a lot about that in that podcast. And he started to talk about this school he was going to. And when he started to talk about it, like, it just sparked interest in me about spirituality and like I've always felt like a very very spiritual connected person but I always thought of spirituality only as like religion yeah and that's what I grew up with that form of spirituality so hearing like a different form of spirituality was really enticing to me and I was like damn I need to know more about that and then he started talking about this healing work that he was doing and just energy work and and I I had to Get a piece of that, you know, on one episode, he was like, I'm able to do like healings for people. If you're interested in a healing, reach out. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing. But I was like, I have to reach out. Like, I don't know what it was that lit up inside of me. But something just pulled me to reach out to him. And I was nervous because I was like, how am I reaching out to this person? Like, is he famous? Like, I had no idea. They had hundreds and hundreds of episodes. And I'm just like, I'm reaching out to some random person. But, like, I feel so called to this. So, I did. And we set up a healing. And the rest is history. (laughs) And I've been working with him for, like, three years. I guess going on four years. And just doing healing work, like, literally since that time. But like I was talking about before, I just had no idea who I was. I didn't even know who I was. I'd spent my entire life like living for other people and trying to please other people and take care. Yes, take care of everyone and just like be a good person. You know, like I just tried to do that forever and just left myself out of it. And I don't know, finding him and being able to like truly step into my identity like I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for Tim on Mm -hmm. that conspiracy podcast so hey you never know how spirituality is gonna find you but here it is once it does yeah you can't let go because it really is so beautiful and it's also just like such a more whole way of living you know
0: wow
1: so anyway so I found that and then I had yeah I was married for three years and then I started to realize like through all the healing work I was doing that I had had also forgot about myself in my marriage and like I didn't even know who I was and I didn't recognize myself and I started to heal and wake up to those things and I just had to I had to get out of that relationship because it was dragging me down and he wasn't willing to grow with me and I just started like realizing all the holes in my life I guess and the things that I needed to work on and Ended up getting out of that relationship, and it was the best thing I ever did. Yeah. You know, it helped me grow so much. And then I had Odin, like, a year later after I had gotten a divorce and whatever, you know, we had that one-time hookup, and sure enough, got pregnant. Yeah. (laughs) Me and getting pregnant. Yeah. (laughs) So now I have a two-year-old, Odin, and me and his dad have just, you know spent like his life just trying to learn to co-parent and do that so that's where I'm at now and just yeah working on myself every day and doing this podcast the lovely Elena mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah I just I feel really grateful for everything that I've been through because I feel like it's just brought me to where I am and like if I didn't go through one of those things my life could be completely different you know
0: Even just one
1: yeah And it's literally took some little tiny podcast talking about conspiracy theories and how the earth is flat for me to find my true path, you know? Wow. It's kind of crazy.
0: That podcast is a lot, like a lot of people that I've met through you. Yeah. That's how they've started on their healing journeys by listening to that. And then Tim. Yep. Like Tim is just radiates this light. Yeah yeah he's for sure a light worker
1: oh my god dude yeah he's gonna be on an episode coming up in the next month or so so you guys will get to meet him but yeah he's amazing oh and that's like what's so beautiful is like one person that you feel that light radiating from can literally open your eyes to something else you know what i mean and like change so many people's lives like Just him has changed so many people's lives, and I'm sure that was not his intention, but him being authentically himself and just, like, speaking and being vulnerable and real about the shit he was experiencing changed so many people's lives.
0: Oh, my God. Well, because it allows others to, like, not feel shame. Right. Around how they feel. Right. And realize that, oh, my God, it's human.
1: Yeah. Right. And then it's kind of crazy because when he did that podcast, he was a year into the mystery school he was going to. And I am now just finished my first year of the same school that he went to. And now I started my podcast. And then that we made that connection, like, when I did it. And he was like, well, it isn't the first time someone started a podcast in their first year. And I was like,
0: damn. So you have something to say and something yeah. to share. Which, yeah. I, at least for me, I feel like I've always had something to say. Yeah. Like, i am I feel like I'm always trying to, like, talk. Right. And it's like, I used to get, like frustrated when i talk to my family and they just be like oh she's on another rant or whatever but it's like no like there really is another way yeah to think right you know we get so stuck in this box of how to think i mean living here is one thing but everybody like stuck in a box and you re- you don't realize like you can spend your whole life within like a radius of 10 miles yeah. if you wanted if your job and your home and everything was right there you could just live in that little bubble and never leave. And never know anything else. Ever. Like, holy like, shit. That's
1: scary to me. Like, that makes me feel like, no, you know? That's so confining. There's so much out there in the world for us to explore and learn about and grow from. And, like...
0: Well, I heard a damn. quote the other day that said that there's so many people who are sitting on talents that could just make the world <sighs> thrive. And, mm. I mean, they could make money at and... Just, there's just so many people sitting on their talents because Mm. they're living in a box. Yeah. It's like everybody is talented in some way, shape, or form. Like, if you're not using your talents to benefit not only yourself, but, like, the world and the collective as a whole. Like, what are you doing?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's hard for me to touch on that because I feel like I'm hiding one of my talents from the world. (laughs) And so that is, like, yeah. Yeah. Because that is a talent of mine is singing. And, like, you know, I know that my voice... I don't want this to sound cocky, but I know that I have a good voice. You know, I was raised like going to singing lessons and I've taken singing lessons for like eight years of my life. And like,
0: yep.
1: I know I have a good voice, but I have also always had so many limiting beliefs around singing. And like, I've also put myself in this, this box. Here we go. Yep. <laughs> of the, my singing is going to look one way and I haven't known how to get to that one way. And so I haven't done anything with it. Wow. So that is, like, something that's really hard for me. But also, I have another talent, which is, like, healing and, you know, talking about this stuff with people and just wanting to. I don't know. Yeah. I think we all have, like, multiple talents, too, you know? Well, do you
0: ever catch yourself, like, for instance, I had this really weird thing happen to me just last week, okay? (laughs) So January was a complete shit show for me. I went to freaking hell mentally. Yeah. Physically I got sick. My kids were sick. Mentally I was in hell. I knew that like I was gonna come out of it and it was gonna be way worth it but I literally wanted to die. Yeah. Last month sucked. I'm out of it now thank God. Like knock on wood it stays away but Mm -hmm. I was waking up half lucid dreaming but not but kind of but I was writing poetry in my mind and I was like holy shit I write poetry like I know this but I hadn't made the connection so I started waking up and writing my poetry and I was like oh my god it's good but then there was this little like devil on my shoulder that was like oh your your poetry should be this many lines Oh, in order to be good, it should be, each sentence should be this long. The critique. Uh Yes. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, why can't I just write poetry? Why do I always have to tell myself, oh, well, if you're going to be a poet, you have to be like the poet. You have this structure you have to follow to be a poet. Fuck that. Like, what? Where did that even come from? Yeah. Like, why can't I just be this poet? Why do I have this little part of me that's like, nope, you have to be everything. Mm Mm-hmm. But then I started to realize how many places that critique part of me applies in my life. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, well, if I'm going to do anything, I have to be the absolute best at it. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. No, I don't.
1: Yeah. And I think that part of us is always there. It's like this little piece of us that's trying to hold us back. I don't know if that's our ego.
0: Probably. I don't know. But, but it's, do you think that it does that?
1: Something along to those your lines. Your
0: voice? Like Oh yeah. Your critique is like, "Oh Sadie, well oh. If you're going to sing,
1: you got to sing like Ariana so, Grande." So, that's exactly it. What and like hell? I won't like when I'm hanging out with I want to hear about your story by the way since I talked forever in the first part of the episode, but we're going to touch on this a little, but oh, I God. like for so long like my dad and everything like my dad was my biggest support growing up with singing like he was always like i'm gonna take you to american idol like we're gonna do this like you're gonna you know you're gonna be famous one day I always talked about being famous famous well you're gonna be famous that stuff so it it made me want that mm-hmm. i guess i wanted it because he wanted it for me so i kind of like put that in my mind that that's what I was going to do one day yes that's success success. exactly but what about all the in-between yeah what about doing it for fun like I've been trying lately to like stop and just think about singing as fun yeah and I love to sing just like in the car and like when I hear a song that I love like I love to just sing and whatever but I've always like had this big thing on it and when somebody asks me like hey, will you sing me a song? I literally stress the fuck out. You panic? Yes, because I'm like, what song would I even sing? Like, there's only a couple songs that I practice that I have, like, so practiced that are so good. And, like, what would I even, like, I go down this whole thing in my head where it's like, why? Why? Like, why you gotta do that? Like, Mm -hmm. you're holding yourself back so much with those beliefs and those thoughts. And that's something I've been trying to work through a lot with Tim is, like, with my singing, because that's a deep one for me. Wow. (laughs) But eventually, like, I know that I will do something with it. And I actually had a really beautiful moment with it. I, my ears are ringing as we're talking about this. But I had a really beautiful moment with it when I was doing a Reiki session for someone. I also am like Reiki certified if nobody knows that. But I do Reiki sessions. If you want one, reach out to me. I got yes, you. <laughs> but I I was doing a Reiki session and I was like really in the session, just like feeling so open, like, just such an open channel, and I noticed myself wanting to sing. And that was, like, such a beautiful moment for me, just feeling the energy and just, like, feeling what's the word? The innocence of myself just, like, wanting to sing and, like, heal through sound. Like, that was, like, really eye-opening for me. Like, holy shit. Yeah. I could just... mean see even now talking about it what would I even do you know what I mean but that was really beautiful for me and it kind of like gave me a different view on it I guess of how I could be successful in my own little way with singing you know and how it could fulfill me yeah in that way so you know one day
0: we'll see when we get (laughs) one day I'll do that the success of it, the money, like what am I going to gain from this? Yeah. Not everything has to be like a physical or a gain that you can see. Like a lot of it is just emotional. Yeah. Right. By just expressing ourselves and our true, like, you know, like the whole poetry thing. Like I've always been obsessed with Lana Del Rey. Yeah. I've always loved her. Like love her songs. I love how she writes and everything, yeah. but, like, I've never really, like, connected the dots, and then i going through my dark night just recently, like, waking up with poetry in my mind and then writing it down, and it flows so well, mm. and I'm, like, That's oh so my That's so beautiful. God. Yeah, like, it's so mm. neat, and now I've written, like, a couple poems. Like, I'm writing one right now about my little baby girl, Demi, and mm. it's just, like, the most cute thing ever, and she's gonna love it, and also Grandma Rose, like our grandma, oh, is a yes. poet. And I'm like, oh my god, it's in me. Yeah. Thank God. Yep. Like, you know? Yep. Like that was passed down to me. I, I feel love like that. Yeah. And it's just so nice. That neat. like
1: makes my heart feel so full for you. <laughs> I know. That, like you're noticing this little talent of yours, it's you weird. know? Or even just like a little passion. Like mm-hmm. we don't even have to call it a talent if you don't want to. Like just something that you enjoy doing that just comes naturally, you know, and it feels just pops good. Up. Yeah. That's beautiful. I know. Yay.
0: <laughs> Speaking of popping up, I have to tell you this. So, yeah. my grandma Melon passed away. Well, her birthday was a few days ago. Mm. And um, I was rocking Demi to sleep the night before we were going to go to the cemetery to visit her for her birthday. Yeah. And I was like, okay, grandma, if you're with me, show me a watermelon tomorrow because her name was Grandma Melon. Mm hmm. Because her hus- her ex-husband was a watermelon farmer and would truck all these Aww. watermelons yeah. around the U.S. So, just growing up, she was always Grandma Melon. Well, that morning I was getting ready to go to the cemetery. My closet lights were flickering. And I was like, hmm. Like, I didn't really think anything yeah. of it. Well, I get to the cemetery and my mom and Mary both say, Oh my God, my closet lights were flickering this morning. And I'm like, oh my God, what? Me too. Like, that was her. That was for sure her, you know? Later that day, my two girls were sitting at the counter and Cash wanted a bowl so she could wash her LOLs because I -hmm. give her a bowl with water and soap and she washes them Mm -hmm. and it entertains her forever, you know? (laughs) Well, I I give her this bowl and then she's like, no, Mom, I want the watermelon bowl. And I was like... <laughs> Ew, I just got the chills. <laughs> what? Like, there's my watermelon yeah. that I asked her to show me. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't, like, a picture of a watermelon. Ugh. But, like, why is my kid asking for a watermelon bowl? That is so freaking just, beautiful. Like, it was my grandma. Dude. You know? Th-
1: I love that. I had to share that. I no, love that. that, like, warms my heart. Especially because, like, too, on a previous episode, we talked about asking your guides or your loved ones for signs to let them know that they're there. And this mm-hmm. is, like, a perfect example of doing that right yeah it's
0: like 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 a perfect
1: example of doing that and like how did you feel in that moment just like
0: i was like there she is yeah like it was like Like, i was so stoked but also i knew it was gonna happen yeah if that makes any sense like i like
1: just feels kind of like duh but then it's, like, Like, so beautiful. yeah,
0: she was gonna show it to me. There it is. Like, I already knew that. Yeah. You know, plus making the connections with the flickering closet lights. Like, that's not gonna happen to three different people the same morning. Yeah. Like, what in the hell? Yep.
1: And when you get that thought of, like, it was Grandma Mel, it was. It was. That's her being, like, that was me, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, there she
0: is, and I've tried to teach Cash, too, because Cash, like, anytime we pass the cemetery, she always says, that's heaven, and I'm, like, no, it's not. Like, <laughs> it's where the bodies are, but the souls are not there. Yeah. And so, last night, I've, I've like, just been spending time with her in her room, and last night, she was like, Mom, when I, when I think about Grandma Joyce, I don't feel my heart burn, but when I think about Grandma Melon, my heart burns. And I'm you're like, really yeah, because she's in you. That's, yeah. like, you're heaven now. Yeah. You know? And, That's like, try so to beautiful. explain to her that souls are just, like here yeah with us like you think about grandma melon and your heart burns because she's in your heart
1: yep you know what i mean i love so cute it's so sweet too to like teach little children about that stuff
0: well especially coming from us too because growing up and being taught like the lds religion like that's not the relationship i had with spirits and souls it was like no you do what's right here so you can go to heaven
1: and like they felt so far away like yeah, that they're like gone. They're gone off this earth forever and like we just
0: Heaven's the final destination.
1: You will never see them again until until unless you're sealed in the unless temple you're sealed. and sealed. Yeah, like, what? That's so sad. It's, it's like, so sad yeah. sad and limiting, you know, to think about it that way.
0: It's very weird.
1: Damn. But I love oh, that. That's so beautiful, dude.
0: I know. Cool, huh? Yeah. I had to share that. But okay, that. so Yeah, let's hear about you. Growing up for me. Um was good I mean I lived in Utah County as well and when I look back at my little self I was kind of just an insecure half abandoned just sad soul kind of like I had happy moments but always deep down I kind of felt black inside and that yeah. that makes me sad but like yeah I really did like yeah. I was a sad kid yeah and even though i didn't share that with people like i always felt like i didn't belong i wasn't good enough like i just had such deep abandonment issues because um my dad was a cocaine addict Mm -hmm. and from like he was around when we were very little but slowly his addiction just got worse and worse and worse to the point of like being 10 years old, moving to a new house, but the whole move was just a really ugly situation because my dad was making killer money and was lost in his addiction, like, spending yeah. upwards of $500 a day on cocaine completely drained no. him in my mom's retirement. Like, literally just went balls to the wall. Yeah. Lost, like, it. living in that house that we lived in for six months that they spent two years to build, like, was mm. just so awful yeah and like just the presence there was just so like demonic and evil because yeah. addiction like when you see someone lost in addiction mm. like you know their eyes like they're it's not them yeah like it's not them their you know their soul is not present soul, it yeah. like their soul's like somewhere else yeah so hidden yep and just it was just scary yeah and and then after we left him, like Halloween night when he freaking wigged out, we left him and I mean never went back and he was just off. He would occasionally like poke his head in every now and again, show up on the doorstep with nothing, cry at my mom's feet, da da da. She'd always take him back and then he'd leave again three days later and then she'd have to have the whole spiel about oh, it's nothing to do with you guys, your dad's just sick, and she'd be crying, and then all the adults around Mm. me were always just telling me, like, your dad's just sick, your dad's really sick, he's sick, he's sick, and being young, I was just like, my dad's not freaking sick, like, he has an addiction, and he's he doesn't yeah. love us enough to like stay. Like, they're just
1: sugarcoating it for you, like, make it almost makes it worse, you know? It did
0: make it worse, yeah. because I just wanted people to shut the hell up. Yeah. Like, no, don't sugarcoat it.
1: Like, I'm not stupid, I see what's happening.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. I, I feel like my dad doesn't love me enough. Yeah. Because it was like, I knew what love was, because yeah. I had love for my sister, I had yeah. love for my nieces and nephews, I had love for my mom, but like... He still chose drugs over that, yeah, and so then I always internalized it as I wasn't good enough, mm-hmm. this little innocent mind like yeah. yeah, that's how can you
1: not, yeah, that's how like, you internalize it, yeah, and so yeah,
0: even still so, now, my shadow self is like that, right like that's a big part of my shadow is just me at that time, how I looked because mm. it's so much of it is like what was wrong with me, yeah, and I've healed a lot since then like dealt with a lot of that and my dad's back now he came back when I was 17 and him and my mom worked it out and it wasn't super pretty yeah but they're good now like my dad's super successful again and they live in their big house up there and they're just like happy you know He's been sober for a long time. He's been sober since 2009. That's wild, dude. Crazy, huh? Yeah. So, like, going Such on... Such a
1: beautiful success story, though, you <sighs> know? To, like, hear somebody get out of addiction, because it doesn't happen very often, and he did. It just
0: clicked one day. Like, yeah. Like, he just knew one day he was done, and yeah. that was it, and he stayed that time. Yeah. We didn't know he was going to stay, you know? Right. We probably just thought, mm, here you are. We'll yep. see you soon. Like, right. I mean, at 17, I was kind of like, <laughs> okay, I already know how this goes. But yeah. he never left, you know? Right. Yeah. And now him and I'm, him and my mom got remarried and they're, they're doing their thing. Yeah, but so how many siblings do you have? So I have um four siblings, two sisters, two brothers, and then my mom and dad actually have custody of my sisters' kids who are I consider like my little brothers and yep. sister. Um they Jordan's always, Yeah, Jordan's out of the house now. He's 21. And Jane Wyatt, I know. So Jane crazy. Wyatt still live there, and me and Mary help them through, but, yeah, Mary's my little sister. She's only 13 months younger than me, but her and I are super tight. Yeah, so you your four siblings, you're, like, the... Of my four siblings, I'm the second youngest, yeah. but if it's kind of how I grew up with me and Mary and then my sister's kids, so I'm, like, the oldest, the of... oldest of four, basically. Yeah, five. Yeah. If, you, if you're if you counting me. Yeah. So, yeah, I grew up as the youngest and the oldest. So, right. I see both sides of that. But... Yep. And then, just dated, partied, had so much fun. Like, mm-hmm. 19, 20, so much freaking fun. That is the
1: best age. It, it really is. It
0: seriously is. Just finding yourself and just yeah. enjoying people you're around and just having a blast. And then, I met Bryce at 21 and... I knew literally, like, within two weeks, he freaking told me he loved me, and I just knew, like, he was going to be my husband. Yeah. You know? And so we got married, had cash, just upped our life, and had mm-hmm. Demi, and Bryce actually has two kids from a previous marriage, so there are two boys, Jason and and they're 14 and 11. Mm-hmm. So we get them every weekend, and that's super fun. Yeah, so how was fun. the journey of, like,
1: becoming a stepmom for you?
0: Cool. So the big question. <laughs> Crazy. Well, it it worked out well because I was so involved in like my sister's kids' lives. Yeah. So we when me and Bryce were first dating, he would always have his kids on the weekend and I would always bring my kids. Mm-hmm. They weren't really my kids. They were my nieces and my well, my niece and my nephew, but Right. we always would take them or just always have Wyatt the youngest like yeah. And it's funny because growing up when I was a kid, like, I always, like, wanted to have three boys. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I meet Bryce and we're taking Jace, Jax, and my nephew Wyatt everywhere. Uh-huh. So it's like I got my three boys. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. And we would go to classic skating. We'd ride bikes. We'd go boating, like, so much. Just go take just them to do fun stuff. Always. That's like, so we fun. literally would just be going, 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 boating and doing stuff because Bryce sold his house in Pleasant Grove. And we would just go boating all day, and then we'd just crash in my mom's basement, all of us, <laughs> and the kids. And then we'd go get up the next day and go boating again. Do it like. again. <laughs> and we'd go crash at his parents' house, and then we finally were like, okay, hey, we need a place. Like, uh-huh. And so we bought a, bought a little townhouse and did that for a few years, and then ended up buying a house and renting that townhouse out. And now, yeah, we live in our house and have two girls together, and it's fun. Being yeah. a stepmom, it was hard at first. Now, like, it's just my life, and yeah. I love it. But at first, it was hard. Yeah. You know, like... But having kids, whether they're step or whether they're your own, kids are just yeah. freaking hard. Yep. Like, kids are hard. They having always kids, are. like, totally flips your life upside down. Yep. And, I mean, while it's so rewarding, it's so freaking hard. Yeah. But right. worth it. Yep. But then I found healing because... I was with my oldest nephew, some of his friends, and Bryce, and we went up Provo Canyon. And I just, one day it just clicked. Like, I realized how freaking tiny I was. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my God, I think my problems are big. Look at these mountains. Like, I can't even see over them. You know, you have to (laughs) look all the way up to even, like, see the sky when you're next to the mountain. Yeah. And it made me realize how tiny I was. And Mm -hmm. then. I also remember being out on the lake like when you're on Utah Lake you can see the whole mountain range Mm -hmm. and it's so gorgeous but Mm. just seeing the whole mountain range and then seeing the tiny little houses and buildings that are just like so minuscule compared to the mountains yeah dude and then picturing the millions and millions of people all shoved in that little bit. But then, on an even smaller scale, picturing all of those millions of people and their millions and trillions of issues that go on in their head, and how much tinier those are, yeah, to the mountain. And I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like, for one, I'm tiny. Two, my problems are freaking way tiny. Yeah, like I'm nothing. Yeah, basically. Yeah, realizing I was just like, kind of nothing. Yeah, like there's what made it click. Right, I was like, "Holy shit! I'm one person in this ant in this ant farm of people. Like, I can probably live a little bit of a better, happier life. Like, right. how do I do that? Yep, that's what. That's when it clicked for me.
1: Oh, I love that. I love that. I know, kind of crazy. It's like nature's nature is such a natural healer.
0: You oh my- know, it really is. It's like." There's nothing that grounds me more than like going up to the Dude. Up in the mountains and just like sitting out there and breathing the air and like
1: There's a summer where me and Erin like every single weekend either went camping or at least just like went to hammock. Yep. But we would just go and like hammock and just like be in the air up there and just like look at the trees and just take it all in and oh, since I was so, so young I've loved the mountains but there's there's just something about them.
0: When you step into awakening and you have your first shattering, you appreciate yeah. nature on a whole new level. Yeah. And, like, the sky and everything and just appreciating, like, how much more there is out there. And yeah. how we're tiny but we're part of something so much bigger. Mm, that's when I start to think about, like, space. And, like, mm-hmm. I start to think about,
1: you know, the galaxies upon galaxies and how each star in the sky is its own galaxy. And that's, like whoa like you can like zoom out and zoom out and zoom out so far that you're just like i'm literally nothing i'm nothing yeah and it's kind of freeing
0: it is freeing to think
1: about being nothing you know we get
0: so wrapped up in our little lives yeah you could live within like a 10 mile radius for your whole life yeah you wanted right and not even step one toe out of that right or like sitting in here even in your house like once you spend so much time in your house like we all do in the winter it starts to feel like everything's closing in and all of our problems are just like so heavy uh. and dark and like just way too much yeah. but then it's like you go outside to take the garbage out and you look up at the sky and you're like oh shit Yeah like, I'm like Nothing. Like
1: this doesn't really matter. Th- None of this matters. Yeah. yeah. Losing like attachment to all of those little things that go through our minds every day, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, it's so freeing. Let's give everyone some homework. Let's give everyone some homework to get the fuck outside.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just look at the sky and appreciate, like...
1: Yeah. That that
0: goes on forever. Like, what you're looking at doesn't end.
1: And that this earth has been here forever. And that, yeah, your problems aren't so big. Sorry if it sounds harsh, but everyone needs to hear it because they're not. Like, they might be so in your face or whatever, but, like, there's so many other lives and you know so many other things out there in the world and
0: lifestyles ways to think just energies and
1: we don't have to attach so much to our own and be so you know sucked into our own wallowing and suffering suffering yep right yep and also if you are and you're suffering that's okay too but just know that it's not everything
0: yep (laughs) life goes on (laughs) go outside and look at the sky and just accept the fact that yeah I don't have to sit in my house all the time and be weighed down by all this stuff like I can just kind of let it go
1: yep I try to take like one moment every day where I do that where I just like look at the mountains or like like when I'm working all day I love when I leave work because there's a beautiful mountain range like outside of my work and I stop I always stop every time on the way to my car and I just look at the mountains and I'm just like oh Thank you. Yep.
0: Deep breath. Yeah. And just thank you.
1: Yeah. And just like, I don't know. I just, it makes me feel so much more grateful, I guess, to be a part of this beautiful planet, you know?
0: Seriously. Yep. That's the other part, too, is just being grateful and staying in gratitude for what we have. Yeah. Like we have this opportunity, you know? Right. Like our souls came to this earth. Yep. Like, I don't know exactly where they came from, Yeah. but I know we all chose to be here. Yeah. Like, we're here to help heal the planet and, like, mm. help it level up mm. and ascend, you mm. know? That's the whole point of it is just coming mm. here to shed light on other people just like Tim did for you and so many yeah. others. And, and now all- you can do yeah. in return like you do for me.
1: Well, it all just comes with being authentic, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, trying to be authentically yourself and even just trying to figure out, like, who you are and just, like, walk every day in your own shoes and just be you. Yep. No matter what, you know? It's just uh, so freeing to live your life like that. And I haven't lived a lot of my life like that, but I'm starting. (laughs) And it feels really beautiful.
0: (laughs) Thank God we're figuring it out. We're not even 30 yet. I know, right? You know? For real. Like, some people spend their whole lives just, like, living in their own 10-mile radius of just that. Yep. And maybe people are stoked for that. But also, like, how could you... I mean, if you don't know what you're missing, then I guess ignorance is bliss. But at the same time, like...
1: That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, is people don't know what they're missing. Like, literally, before I heard about any of this... This work or any of this non-dual lifestyle, any of this energy work, all this stuff, before I heard about any of it, I was so, like, ignorance is bliss. I didn't know about any of it, and I was just living my life every day in my own head and on my own thoughts and not even really recognizing that I was having thoughts, but that they were my reality and just living that way. And it's like, once you hear about this stuff or once you, like, once you get that little crack... You know, it's Mm -hmm. like the sun starts to shine through and it's like you can't not see the sun. It's that's exactly how it felt to me. Mm, It's like once people hear that one little small thing that opens their mind up to something bigger, you can't not see that bigger picture anymore. It's like, how can you ignore it? It's right there. What do you mean? You know, yeah. That's like, well, sometimes the...
0: you can get lost on the way, but then once you come back to it, it's like, oh yeah, like I haven't lost any of my progress. It's yeah. still all there. Right. I just kind of fell off for a sec. Now yep. I'm back.
1: Yep. That's Thank exactly. God
0: I'm back. Right. You know, and
1: you're always striving to get back. That's the most beautiful part. Yep. It's like, so all the people that we reach with this podcast, that hear one small thing that resonates with them. I hope that that can do that for them. Just open their eyes up to something bigger and that they can... Embark down their own journey to heal, you know? Yep. I don't know. It's really beautiful. Think about it like that. It is just like that one small op- uh, that one small of opening your mind you know that one small thing
0: well it is called a shattering when you first yeah. go through it it's called a shattering yeah and I like the analogy that you just had where like a little yeah. bit of light shines through yeah and it's like wait what's that it feels good it feels warm yeah and I want that right you know and it's then like, you oh. grasp
1: for it and then your uh, reality shatters because it's like holy shit there's so much more than what I ever thought
0: yep and then i remember when i first was getting into this stuff and you and aaron were telling me you're going through a shattering and i was googling shattering and da 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 and i was just like wow and i just thought that like something hit me and that was it but i remember yeah. looking at you guys and aaron was like oh my god you have no idea mm-hmm. like and she just had this smile on her face <laughs> like you have no idea it's going to get so much better and yeah. i was like how can it get better than this? Yeah. Like, I caught that little glimmer. Right.
1: You're like, I already feel alive. What do you mean? But it does. Like, it grows and it grows and it grows. And mm-hmm. it's just like... Yep. Healing is a never-ending journey, but it becomes more beautiful and more beautiful the longer you are on the journey. Like, it the really... true. Yes. Rider. It I totally know. does. I'm so grateful to have, like... You know, went on the journey that I have and found Tim and now found you and doing this with you, like, healing with you. Right. And having you to talk to about all of this shit.
0: So, when you talk about, like, healing others and stuff, I don't know how much you can talk about. Yeah. But, like, what is it? Is it basically just, like, an energetic thing that you... help people process or is it like you're pulling their energy and letting it process through you or like what like when when you are done with the school and you are considered healer what is it
1: so i will basically be a therapist so i just like to say spiritual healer because there's a spiritual aspect of the healing on top of it So it isn't necessarily like doing, so it's basically like you have a therapy session. So when I work with my healer, we have a therapy session. I talk for 45 minutes about what I'm going through and, you know, what's going on in my life over the last two weeks. And you can set them up however often you want. I do every two weeks, you know. And we talk about, yeah, what I've been going through. And then depending on what I'm going through, I think there's 16 healings that we learn in the school that you can do that that uh depending on what your client is going through you establish which healing would be best for them to help them with their life circumstances so i don't want to put it out there that it's like basically like you're taking in their information and you're healing them because you're not you're not healing them they're healing themselves It's almost like you're just creating this space for healing. Uh, You're creating the space for them to just, like, come as they are and be as they are and be going through what they're going through. And basically, you're just their support. It's kind of like a supportive thing. Okay. So I don't really, you know, I haven't really learned any healings or anything. But we, yeah, but once I am a healer, like, that's basically what I'll be doing. And then the healing. So what happens when I, you know, have my sessions we talk like I was saying for 45 minutes and then the last like 10 to 15 minutes he does a healing and I basically just like close my eyes and lay back and get comfy and he closes his eyes and he does his thing and then it's really interesting because literally from the when I very first started doing healings I feel something in my body shift like I will either like get really hot or I'll feel like energy moving through my body in different ways It's different every single time, Mm -hmm. depending on what I'm going through, depending on what he's going through, like we're basically just there in that moment together and he's giving me kind of like an energetic boost. That's what it feels like. Like after I have a healing, I'll kind of be, you know, those moments in life when you feel like really, really connected and you just feel so connected like to the earth, to like your spirit guides, to whatever you want to call it, just connected, That's how I feel every single time after a healing.
0: Mm.
1: I almost feel like I'm living on this different plane. And like Tim told me one time that like the best way he could describe it when I was starting out with the healing work is after he got a healing one time, he like pulled up to like a grocery store. He was going into a grocery store right after his healing and forgot to close his door. Like you're kind of just spacey and kind of just in this space of like, I don't know you just feel so blissful yeah. I don't know but I honestly think the best way to describe it is just support wow. it's just support and just basically yeah I don't know it's so hard to describe because it's so it's a detailed and so intense and yes it also is a feeling like once you feel it you're like oh That's I it. get it you yeah. know but it's hard to put into words and also, there's a lot of stuff that I can't talk about, you know, because of what we're learning. Like, it's very sacred, and so I can't really, like, talk too much about the things that I've learned and how it works. But, and I'm still learning how the fuck it works, because it blows my mind that it does work. But I just know that every time Tim g- gives me a healing, like, I feel, I feel so supported, or I'll be having a really hard time. And then after I'm done with the healing, I'm just like, oh, thank you. Like, I just feel yeah supported
0: wow it's kind of cool so is it almost like you two do a meditation together that's basically
1: what it is it's like a meditation like you're kind of just creating this space to just be peaceful and just yeah wow and you know in the school like we just learn to connect with people and how to connect energetically with other people and you know we all do that throughout our day anyway we're just not conscious of it so it's bringing all this consciousness and awareness to connection and how connection works and that's kind of a lot of the stuff that we've dove into you know
0: so energetically like even if you're not conscious to the fact that your energy and your wavelengths are like in somebody else's energy yeah do you think that other people's energy affects you even if you're not conscious to being in their energy field?
1: Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I totally believe that. Have you ever, like, been around someone and, like, in a positive way, like, just felt like they're glowing? Mm-hmm. Just, like, been around them and you're just like, holy shit, like, that person's, like, glowing. Like, you just feel this radiance from them and it's not that their skin is glowing or they're literally glowing. You feel it. It's a feeling.
0: Yeah. It's just, yeah. like
1: it's radiating something you know or have you been around someone I'm going to tell a story about this one guy that okay I was camping one time with Aaron and one of our friends one of Aaron's friends brought one of her friends and this guy had just gotten out of prison and he was talking about how he was like really into energy work and he was like you know, I just did this thing all the time with people and I just, I can feel other people's energy and I just really, I know how to connect with people and, you know, I'm psychic and he was like talking about all this stuff and he went up to Aaron and was like, can I connect with you? And she was like, sure, like not really knowing, you know, and he like put his hands on her hands and he was started like talking about like her sister that had passed away. And, like, talking about really deep just, like, shit that you don't just, like, bring up. But he somehow he picked up on it and, like, he was doing energy work, but it was so not sacred. Like, even talking about it, I'm, like, starting to get, like, shaky and kind of cringy because it just felt so, like, sucking the energy. So -hmm. then he came to me and he was like, let me try with you. And I was like uh no like I don't feel good about that and he's like just let me try and so I just like put one hand up and he like put his hand on mine but I was so blocked and I knew what he was doing I could feel it I was like you are not doing something good like you're doing some dark magic shit like I can feel this negativity and also it's not like you're not really in a space to be it didn't feel sacred to yeah. me. Like, you're literally taking on someone's energy and trying to suck it in, and it's, like...
0: It was not authentic. No, and it. it's not
1: sacred. Like, it felt Malicious. like you... Yes. Yeah. It felt dark and gross, and, like... Did Karen even feel so, that? Yeah, she did. We talked about it. We felt, like, disgusted for weeks after. Like, even talking about it now, I'm, like, getting tense and, like, feel gross, because it just that's how it felt but we like when he put his hand up to mine I I knew what he was doing and I'm a feeler so I could feel the energy was off and I put a guard up to myself and I didn't let him get in yeah and he was like you're blocking me like immediately he was like you're blocking me like how are you doing like that's never happened before no one's ever blocked me before how are you doing that and he kind of got freaked out and I was just like
0: yeah sorry not like i'm not letting
1: you in like people yeah who don't know what he's doing you know they had they had no awareness around it throwing their hands right up and you're just sucking everything out of them and like sucking in their energy and also when you're sucking in someone else's energy your your energy is also going to them it's an exchange it's not one person or the other it's an exchange and so it's like that's what he's doing but people all the people he's done it to in prison and wherever else weren't aware and that was happening, and it's like...
0: So who knows what kind ooh, of dude, malicious <gasps> energy, yeah. shitty energy he was holding on to. Yeah. And it might have not even right. been his own.
1: That he had sucked in from all of these people, and mm-hmm. he's just like, oh, let me... I can, I can feel energy, and it's like, well, yeah, we all can, but yeah. it's like, you know, and just like being aware of energy work, and like... I was just so aware that night of what was going on, and like I wasn't that far into my healing journey with Tim, but like I, I could feel it, and I knew something was happening, and I was like, "No, you're mm-hmm. not gonna have a part of that." But that happens all time, ta- all the time, every day if we're not aware of the people that we're around, and like, like we've talked about on previous episodes, like putting a a bubble around you to protect you, yeah. or you know, saying like a little prayer in the morning of just like your your angels or your spirit guides just, like, protect me throughout the day to not, like, suck in other people's energy and, like, just help me be aware, you know? Yeah. Once you can get that awareness around it, that is the key. That's, awareness is the key. Awareness
0: (laughs) is basically everything.
1: Everything. We say it all the time, and I'm sure we're going to keep saying it, but it is, you know? So, so, yeah, that's, that was a crazy experience. But I honestly think that, I don't know. All we can do is be aware. just be aware. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well,
0: on that note. Yeah,
1: on that note. Are you ready to close this out? Let's
0: close <laughs> this out.
1: We appreciate you guys for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please go like, subscribe, and review. Please review because that really helps us. And also tap the five-star rating um, on Apple Podcasts. And we'll talk to you guys next week.